does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Thad Mata is with us right now on this Thursday morning. Let's begin there. And, and first, thank you for the time this morning, Coach. Um, how beneficial was that foreign tour? And I guess outside of basketball, like from a team bonding, so many newcomers, extra practices, um, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, ways you look at that as pretty beneficial. Well, absolutely. I mean, the, you know, the basketball part aside, I think just from the educational opportunity that, that our players had, um, was was something that you know once in a lifetime type of uh, situation of things we were able to to do to see the places that we went. Um, you know, the one thing I did learn when we were in Rome is is it is true Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, there's there's uh, it took a lot of time to build like the Colosseum and all those things in case people thought that it was built in a day. But, um, <laughs> I, I I do think you know just you know you look at the basketball side of it you know when you, when you're a new staff a new team having the opportunity to to actually practice and, and play some games albeit they weren't the, the the greatest competition but by the same token it was just it was a it was a great experience for our guys to grow closer together and and you know for hey for us to get to know them and them to get to know us I think it was uh, just a wonderful experience yeah I was going to ask you about that coach how much as a coach can you learn about your team and the way players <laughs> react to situations when you do something like that that has nothing to do with basketball does in other words can you observe things in the way that your guys are interacting with one another that far from home with each other etc that you can translate into pressure moments in a basketball game absolutely that's a great question and 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 i think that there's um you know people flip on the tube and, and watch a game and think that's that's the only thing that goes into it. Um, you know, just, just as, as a coach, you go into a restaurant, you watch who sits with who, you watch, you know, who on a tour, who's going with who, who's hanging out. Um, you know, those, those type of, of things, you know, who, who says, please, who says, thank you, who, um, you know, shows uh, manners and, and is able to communicate with, with people, <laughs> which none of us did a real good job because none of us spoke English or, or Greek. But, um, you know, I think those are things that I look at as a coach in terms as you're trying to build your foundation of a program and just, you know, what, what is the depth of this young man and, um, uh, you know, how are his skills to interact? Because, you know, when you look at the game of basketball, uh, and especially in today's day and age, I mean, it's, it's hard. And, and, you know, it is a team game and guys are going to have to play together. Guys are going to have to bond. Guys are going to have to cover for each other. And, and I think all those things off the court do add up in terms of, of the making of a really good basketball team. Back at the helm of the Butler Bulldogs, he is Thad Mata with us here on this Thursday morning. Thad, you're a couple exhibition games into it. Your opener coming up on Monday with New Orleans over at Hinkle Fieldhouse. It's a 6.30 tip. Uh, what did you like, and what do you feel like you guys still need to work on from those exhibitions? Well, I think, um, you know, playing Saturday, playing Tuesday was, was good for us in terms of a, 
of a quick turnaround because that's what we're getting ready to face here as, as we get into the season. Um, I, I do think this we were a, a much, much better basketball team on Tuesday than we were Saturday. Um, you know, I, I think as, as I look at our group, um, offensively, we, we've still got to learn to, to trust each other, trust the system probably most importantly. Um, seven assists in the first game to 25 assists in the second game. I thought that was tremendous progress. I thought, you know, defensively, um, our activity level was a lot higher the second game. And, and those were two areas that we really challenged our guys. You know, we, we still, we haven't shot the ball well from three and we've gotten some pretty good looks. And, and that's something that uh, I want to, you know, continue to hone on for this group because right now, you know, we're we're banged up. I think the you know the number one thing we got to do is get healthy. Um, uh, we only had nine guys the other night, but I think uh, you know we got to get everybody sort of clicking on all cylinders, both offensively and defensively. And you know, Tuesday night uh, on the defensive end, we, we covered for each other better. We were, we were doing a lot of switching because Davenport uh, had a unique five man that could pick and pop and shoot three. So we were doing things differently and, and the guys did a really good job picking that up. And, and uh, we got to continue to build on that because I think that's going to be our, our calling card because I do think we can score the basketball. We, we just, we got to get stops and you know, it, it's hard to run when you're taking it out of the net every time. Coach from the last time that you were at Butler to now, that program has changed a lot. You were a big part of that. I mean, in a good way. When you came back and you're and you're getting your feet underneath you with this roster, this group of guys, this style of play, this league for that matter, does it feel like the same place that you left, or does it feel like it's an entirely different place with a completely different approach? Um, <laughs> I tell you, you know, it's it's funny. It, it's obviously a different job. You know, uh, I I I was blown away. Um, by the crowds we had for two exhibition games. You know, back when I played, um, I could hear my dad talking to my mom during the game because nobody was in the stadium. Uh, you know, I think in terms of one thing that I love about Butler University is, is the university hasn't changed. Now, obviously, we're at a much higher level um, in, in terms of competitiveness in college basketball being in the Big East Conference. But I, I, I think that there's there's a lot of things they're saying. But, the, you know, the, the, the little things that have to change have changed. And, and I think that's a, a tribute to uh, Butler just saying, hey, we're, we're, at a different, we're in a different position now. And I, I think that, uh, you know, we got to continue to build upon that and, and just put ourselves in the best position to uh, be competitive across the country because it's, it, we're now a um, – in a league and, and, you know, that where we have to recruit nationally, we have to, uh, you know, bring in the best players that we possibly can. Thad Mott is our guest. He's the Butler basketball coach, of course. He's on the Payless Liquors hotline. Coach, I wanted to ask you about this or give you the opportunity, I guess, to address this. Um, you know, Dana Bimbo did a nice article recently in the Indianapolis Star about Greg Oden working for you and being mm -hmm. on staff at Butler. And – Greg Oden, to me, you know, I covered him when he was in high school, and I thought at that time he was one of the most, like, softly conscientious and respectful young athletes that I'd been around, and that was when he was, you know, the center of the basketball world. Right. Obviously, you have a connection with him, and I think there are people that will look at it as, well, this is just that model, like, helping out his guy and being loyal. 
I wanted to give you the opportunity to let people know something about Greg Oden that merits Greg Oden getting this position based on his basketball knowledge or coaching ability as opposed to simply as a longstanding favor of you landing him as a prize recruit, which I think there are some people that may feel in the back of their mind. <laughs> Those people that think that don't know much about college basketball because you don't do favors uh, when you're coaching college basketball in that regard. But, uh, no, I, I brought Greg in for, for several reasons. I think, number one, um, you know, Greg Greg wants to be a coach. Greg's going to be a, a tremendous basketball coach. You know, it's funny that, that uh, and, and I've always said this, you know, people come in they're like, you know, Greg is just the nicest guy. And I was telling our team the other day that, that Greg is was probably, and, and I mean this, the nastiest player I've ever coached between the lines. I mean, he was ferocious when it came game time. Now, as soon as the game was over, he was back to being the nicest guy, but he was a winner. And, and I don't think you can ever put a price tag on surrounding your players around guys that, that have won, that know how to win. Um, you know, the fact of, of all the things that, that Greg has been through in his life, um, from being, you know, arguably the, the greatest high school player and, and, you know, leading us to the national championship game with one hand, um, being a number one pick, and, and then being injury-ridden and his career cut short. Um, you know, I, I, I've always tried to hire guys that have something to prove. And, and I think Greg has something to prove. I mean, the, the, the basketball component of his life didn't go the way he wanted it to. So now he wants to make an impact through the coaching ranks. And, and those are the type of guys I want around me. Those are the type of guys that, that I want on my staff. And, and, you know, most importantly, I mean, he has a, just a, a great ability to relate to players. And, um, you know, couldn't be happier with the job he's doing for us. Again, Thad Mata is with us here. Butler get the, their season underway Monday, 6.30 tip over at Hinkle against New Orleans. Thad, from a recruiting standpoint, you know we're now a decade out from the national title runs. Um, you've got this, frankly, kind of murky NIL situation. Um, just so much has changed, obviously, from a recruiting standpoint. But curious your thoughts on like Butler's brand and what you've noticed when you've gone out to recruit. <laughs> Um, do you feel like it's at a higher level than maybe you thought, maybe a level that needs to get to um, another level for you guys to compete in one of the better conferences in college basketball? What have been your impressions of kind of the Butler brand from a recruiting standpoint? Well, you know, I, I think from this standpoint, um, knock on wood, let me find some wood here, I'm knocking on it, but uh, in, in terms of the recruiting process thus far, um, we've, we've kind of gotten the guys that we wanted. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, we, we want to recruit a certain type of young man from a, uh, a certain type of background. You know, obviously those kids have, have got to be really, really good basketball players. Um, you know, in, in, in terms of, of the brand, um, you know, people, people know Butler, people have a, a good feel. I mean, you're, you're, you know, bringing them into one of the top academic academic institutions in the country. You're in, uh, as you guys know, I, I think the greatest city in in the country. I, I love Indianapolis, and and then you know you you look at our fans and and just the support that they've given us thus far, and and hopefully we're going to get this season. Um, you know, I, I think from the standpoint of of playing um, in a place like Hinkle Fieldhouse, I've said this. You know, I've coached all over the country, and I think. You know, from Butler to, to Duke to Kansas, I think 
know, maybe I'm old school, but I think those are three of the, the greatest college basketball facilities in the country. And um, so it is a it is a unique opportunity for kids. And you know, as I said, we got to go out and we got to find the right type of kids. And and then we got to come in here and make them better. I think that's one thing that uh, you know we talk a lot about is just our commitment to to making them, to developing them into the player that they're capable of being. I, I tell kids this. I, I, I used to be. I'm not sure anymore, but. Myself, Coach Gay, and Coach Calipari were the only coaches that had coached multiple national players of the year. Neither one of mine were top 100 players out of high school. And, and, mm-hmm. and so, you know, just that, that commitment we have to our guys, to making them better, um, is, is something that, you know, kids say they want to get better. Well, we're going to do that above them. Evan Turner and David to... West. David West? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty good, pretty good resume right there. Uh, last one for me. Obviously, a ton of big topics in college basketball r- right now. Um, NCAA tournament expansion. You good with sixty-eight? Do you want to see it grow? Um, any thoughts yeah, on that? I, I, I'd say that they should let everybody in. I really do. I extended a week or whatever it would take. I, many years ago, I had to figure out where it was an extra week and, and two extra games. But uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for the expansion and and. Um, um, you know, I, I think from the standpoint of, you know, I, I've, I'm one of these guys, I've, I've been at every level of college basketball, from a low major to a mid-major to a medium major to a high major, and and um, and, and I know how hard it is. I, I, I think from the standpoint of, um, you know, the, the more teams that can get in, it, the, the cream's always going to rise to the top. Um, you know, typically it does, but, you know, you, you look back to, uh, what was it, 2011, um, it was Butler, Kansas, VCU, and UConn. And you go into the last week of the season, Butler, UConn, and VCU weren't in the NCAA tournament and all made it to the Final Four. And I think that's kind of the beauty of, of uh, you know, what that tournament's all about and runs and, you know, just the excitement. So, Coach, I want to go over one more thing here because I, I love – and matter of fact, we still got to come up with a pop quiz, Kevin, so take notes. Uh, the the stat that you just brainstormed there in terms of – say that again – in terms of coaching multiple players that have won National Player of the Year. Um, yeah, David and Evan um, – Well, you were saying how many coaches – what was the stat? like? Oh, I, I, it, yeah, at one point it was myself, Coach K, and and Coach Calipari. I didn't. Mark Pugh maybe has had a couple now. And I, I I don't know for sure. Maybe maybe John Wooden did. I'm sure John did back in or Coach Wooden. I just called him John. Uh, Coach Wooden did back in the day. Um, but that, that was like as as the current coaches when I was coaching. Because here's the thing, and that's probably right of the current coaches. And this is the part that I think is cool. That would mean that you and John Calipari are the only matter of fact of all coaches. I believe you and John Calipari would be the only two to have produced a national player of the year at different schools. It's pretty cool, right? It is, yeah. So yeah. why not? And and you get one at Butler and you go three for three? What the hell? Let's uh, go, would, right? <laughs> I, I would be all for that. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll bet. Only at the third, fourth job at a third different school or a third school. So, yeah, it, it is a unique ending to my career. Simas Lukosius, here we go. You know, National Play of the Year coming up. Uh, Thad, I'll thank you. It. Thank you for the time. Good luck uh, this season, and uh, appreciate you hopping on. All right, guys. Thank you.